Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. But it is huge. It's absolutely massive for women's sport, and it is uh, an occasion that if you're going to be part of it, you're going to relish the opportunity, I promise you. 40,000 people, and uh, calling the action tomorrow at Eden Park will be Scott Stevenson. We know Scotty so well. Uh, he's been involved in calling rugby uh, all around the place and some very special occasions. Uh, but tomorrow, I think uh, he might just have a little bit of a, a what well, I don't say a tear in the eye, but there'll be some motion because when that, those black ferns emerge from the tunnel at Eden Park, the roof will go off, even if they don't have one. Scotty, good morning to you. It's great to pleasure to have you on the show. Yeah, great to be speaking with you, Smithy. Uh, what a what an occasion! Hey, I, I just listened to the end of your sermon there, and and yeah, you're 100 percent right, mate. This is uh, such a, I think a watershed moment for women's sport in this country. And you're right too about the reputation of the Black Ferns, five-time world champions, playing finally a World Cup on home soil. Uh, occasions don't get much better than this for me. They don't, and you had a choice. Probably you could have been cr- commentating cricket in the snow. Well, yeah, I'm actually down there next week for the tri series, so I'm mixing it up. Yeah, after a while. So, yeah, cricket season starts today as well, uh, from a men's perspective. And I've just got the white ferns in the background on the telly, Smithy, as they look like they're going to close out the series in the West Indies as well. So, she's yeah, all go. Yeah. They've made hard work as some of these uh, run, small run chases, oh. uh, Scotty, but <laughs> they'll get there. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I think they will. Not <laughs> casual. They're playing on four-wheel drive tracks by the looks too, Smitty. So it's, uh, it's been yeah. a tough slog, that's for sure. It has been a tough slog. Hey, look, what a, what a story this is, um, what's about to unfold in front of us. Uh, women's rugby in this country in particular, let's be fair, uh, what, eight, nine months ago was in a mess. We, we, we called on a couple of blokes who uh, they knew uh, would have the reputation, if anyone could, to turn it round. And it appears from the outside looking in, uh, they've got them pretty well primed. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, Wayne Smith is a genius, uh, Smithy, and I, uh, I don't think it would be unfair to say that without Wayne Smith's prowess, uh, New Zealand wouldn't have been World Cup champion in 2011 or 2015, for that matter. Um, the man has uh, an, an incredible ability to unlock performance, and I suspect that what he did first and foremost was establish what style of rugby suits the athletes at his disposal. Uh, he had a big focus on getting them fit again, uh, which was necessary after that November tour. And, and remember, there is mitigation here for the performances on that November tour. The fact that we'd had COVID lockdowns, that had no rugby, etc., etc. Uh, they were in the same boat that so many others were in. But, you know, uh, judging professional athletes on that level is one thing. Our women are largely still amateur um, so, look, I think what they've done is they've got together, um, they've, they've cleaned house, and, and whatever you think of, of what went on with, with Glenn Moore and, and the review into him, uh, they've got these coaches in place. The girls believe in these coaches. They believe now in a style of rugby that they want to play, which is fast, uh, which is continuity game, and not looking for contact, essentially trying to use the evasion and the athleticism involved in the squad um, to actually unlock a performance. And um, we saw, I think, that reach at Zenith against Japan at Eden Park 
uh, a couple of Saturdays ago, Smithy. That was an incredible performance from the Black Ferns. And mm. forget the opposition for a second. To play a game of rugby like that with so much accuracy and so much connection for 80 minutes, as you well know, that is something special. If they can take that into this tournament, uh, then you know, look, they've got every right to be in the final at Eden Park come November 12th. Scotty, I look at the team named uh, by Wayne Smith for encounter number one against the the Australians, um, and I must confess that this is a a fairly familiar-looking 15 for me, and it does include um, all the, I guess, all the resources he could probably drag drag across from uh, the Sevens players as well. He he hasn't wasted any time uh, getting them in, and and they really do have a, a great influence on this side. They certainly do. Um, Stacey Flula in the midfield, Ruby Tui and Portia Woodman on the wings. Sarah Hidden, he comes straight back in to start at open side flanker. Um, you know, that, that's a wealth of experience. Uh, and just in that group alone, of course, Portia Woodman, uh, Stacey Flula and Sarah Hidden, he also won the last World Cup with the Black Ferns in 2017 and were instrumental in that second half performance that sort of get across the line. Uh, but there's some fresh talent in there as well. And, uh, you know, look... I look through that, that front five in particular, Smithy, with Love, Connor and Rule in the front row, Ngan Wu and Bremner uh, locking the scrum. Uh, Jonan Ngan Wu, I think, has the potential to be a breakout star of this tournament. She has been in absolute stellar form all through the year, actually, when you consider the Pac-4 and then the Laurie O'Reilly series in that game at Eden Park. She's, uh, she is certainly a player to watch. So they've got a great balance, uh, and I think that 9 and 10 combination of Cox Edge and DeMont will just get better and better through the tournament. And the, the Cox Edge story is a great one. Uh, of course, we all know that this is her last hurrah as such. Uh, but uh, her emotions tomorrow will be, I think, quite... Uh, I'd love to be inside her head, actually, and just see when she walks down that tunnel, uh, when she acknowledges or walks out and says, look where we've come from, folks. Uh, we would have played a game like this when I first started with 3,000, 4,000 people watching, and there's 40,000 yeah. here. Uh, I mean, she must feel quite chuffed about that. I think she does, uh, and she, she's very open about that, and I know that she was interviewed yesterday and, and said, look, yeah, there's going to be some mixed emotions, uh, but I, I think she's cleverly come out and said, look, this is going to be my last, so let's not carry that into the tournament. I've made that decision, so now I can go out there and, and I can focus on playing footy. Uh, she is a key member of this team, as we know. She's a Black Ferns legend, the former New Zealand Rugby Player of the Year. That's rugby player, not women's rugby player. Um, so she is going to, I think, enjoy every second of this tournament. Uh, and and knowing Kendra, uh, she will just thrive in the environment that is going to be there for her tomorrow. Well, Scotty, there's three great matches tomorrow. It's not just about the Black Ferns, yep. of course. And uh, the way I look at it, South Africa against France, that's at 2.15. Uh, Fiji, what a great story this is. Their first ever World Cup, and they're playing against the tournament favourites, England at 4.45. They'll have a massive yep. crowd for that. And, of course, Australia and New Zealand at 7.15. Uh, we are likely, in all honesty, to see the winner of the World Cup on show tomorrow at Eden Park. Absolutely right. Uh, look, I'm not going to give South Africa much of a show against France or Fiji much of a show against England, but that's beside the point. Great occasion for, for those sides. Um, it's been the first time South Africa have played France. They've never beaten them. There has been a draw some time ago, uh, but the last match between these two ended with uh, 50 in the bank for France and not too many for South Africa. So I expect similar uh, tomorrow night. Um, Fiji will thrive in that environment too, won't they? But yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see 
how France and England approach these two sides, especially how England approaches Fiji, who will play open rugby, who will play athletic rugby, as we know there's the Fijian way, um, and whether England sort of fall into the trap of playing a little bit looser or whether they keep it tight. And it's going to be very interesting for them. These are marker games, aren't they? Opening games of World Cups, mm-hmm. there will be nerves. Um, but look, I, I agree with you. I think there's, there's three teams in contention for this World Cup. That's the home side, and that's France, and that's England. I think those are the three, and they're all on show tomorrow night, as you mentioned. Okay, so there, there are lingering questions. I mean, we know from the outside looking in that things are better within the camp. We know uh, the attitude is better. Uh, we know the intent is better. Relationships are better. Everything is, it seems to be is on the up. What we don't know, Scotty, uh, the unknown factor is how well are we going to be able to mix it um, uh, in terms of the power side of things with England and France? Do you think we've closed the gap there, or is it hard to tell? Well, it's, it is very hard to tell. Uh, a lot of water, as you mentioned, has gone under the bridge since November. Um, and I, I do look at the team selection here, and I think it's a real signal from Ian Smith about the kind of uh, team he wants to, to play throughout this tournament. Uh, in Love, Connor and Rule, you've got some very powerful ball carriers, uh, those front rowers. Um, and Ngan Wu, as I mentioned earlier, and Bremner are great support players, good runners. McMenamin is, is, a, is a stalwart of the side. She'll get over the ball. She'll tackle hard. And so will Mikaeli too. So, you know, I think they've got a pack that can mix it with any pack in the world. Maybe size-wise, they might be a little bit down, but that's why they need to play smarter. And I think, going back to that original point about Wayne Smith, he's a great observer of the game, and he's a great strategist when it comes to the game, and, and he's obviously designed a game plan, uh, if not to confront the big packs of England and France, then certainly to negate the influence they might have. Style of play, then. Uh, we know um, he's the professor for a reason because he develops styles with what the uh, the artillery that he's got at his disposal. I would imagine we would we like to play. We need good conditions. We'd like to play a fast game. Do we have, we have to stretch these bigger, powerful sides around the park? Do we? Is, is that what you're thinking? Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. And and I think you know instead of looking for contact and looking to play set piece and and, and the ruck game. Well, I think we saw indications of how they want to play against Japan where the pass is made in contact, lots of offloads, lots of close-running support players, continuity, um, and always looking for width. Busy wingers, um, you're going to see Woodman and Tui uh, in this opening game, I'm, I'm sure, get busy. Uh, and then they've got some really strong running midfielders in Duplessis and Flula. So, look, they'll give the side the direction through the middle, but I think everyone else is really there to play the link game, and uh, if they play that well, then man, it takes away some of the advantage that these these bigger sides, more powerful sides, think they have. Is Australia a bit of a banana skin for you? I mean, we're favourites, but is it? We're we're heavy favourites, actually. Yeah, look, they've never beaten New Zealand, Smithy, um, and you know, while they they certainly put on an improved performance in Australia in the Laurie O'Reilly series, they still. You know, they were still soundly beaten in the end. Um, I, I don't think so. I think that New Zealand will embrace this occasion. Australia will be the nervous team. Uh, they'll be the ones with a point to prove. The Black Ferns will be out there to, to, to just lay down their, their base to say, right, this is the starting point of the tournament. Um, and, and they are heavy favourites. They should be heavy favourites. And, and I don't think they'll be troubled by this Australian team. Not on this occasion, not at home, not in their home tournament. You're a young man, but you've already commentated a lot of sport, in particular a lot of uh, rugby and cricket, of course, these days. Where is this going to rank for you? 
Oh, huge. And look, are, you, look, are, we, are we part of the presentation team for the tournament rather than the commentary team, mate? But, you know, just having a... Look, mate, we've worked together a lot, Smithy, and we've seen some wonderful things in our time. But, uh, look, that, that occasion tomorrow night when, when I arrive at Eden Park and, I, and that crowd builds up and, and we get to the to the main event from a New Zealand point of view. Uh, look, I'm going to take a minute and I'm going to stand there and I'm going to look around and, and I'm going to applaud the people of New Zealand who are turning out for these women who deserve the support they're going to get tomorrow night. And I think, too, that it just says for the rest of the tournament, this is what it's all about. This is the spirit that we're going to create. It's a world record crowd tomorrow. Um, hopefully they get as close to a sellout as possible. I'm pretty sure they will. Um, and it, that'll just be a moment to cherish, a moment not just for me, but for friends of our Smithy who have represented New Zealand as women athletes as well. I think all of them, uh, to a woman, will look at that crowd and, and say, you know what, we've all been a part of this journey and um, look at how far we've come. In terms of the coverage, Scotty, what are what are our options for those people listening in at home? Because there has been one regret from a lot of the people, um, of course, south of of Auckland, who have said, you know, yep. we're going to miss out. We, we, you know, this is a great shame. This is this is New Zealand showcasing women's rugby, but it's only in a geographic in a very small area. So there will be a lot of people depending on the coverage as such. What are their options? Yeah, look, well, Spark Sport obviously have every game live, so that's all 26 matches, um, and you can subscribe to Spark Sports, $24.99 uh, a month, I believe, uh, at the moment. So technically speaking, mate, you can get the entire World Cup for 50 bucks, um, which is not bad value for money, that, um, 26 matches. There will also be eight games shown on three, who are um, Spark Sports' um, free-to-wear partner. So there'll be delayed coverage of uh, the Blackburns game tomorrow night on TV3 as well. For those who don't wish to shell out on subscriptions, um, you've, you've got a, a delayed coverage starting on three tomorrow night. So eight games will be on three, uh, delayed, and 26 matches uh, live on uh, Spark Sports. So you can watch live or on demand. Scotty, it's going to be a hell of a show. Um, I'll be watching in. I, I absolutely, you've... Uh well, on the station in particular, we've sort of lived the growth, actually, right from uh, the time when it turned to, to uh, custard, um, uh, December last year, November, December. I've been watching the progress, and we sort of lived through it. So uh, we'll be very much part of it. Uh, thank you very much for your time this morning. Uh, good luck with the coverage. Good luck with the presentation. Um, I'm sure it's going to be massive, whatever way it goes. Have, have a great month. Thank you so much, Smitty. Lovely to talk to you, and uh, yeah, hope the fans get behind it. It'll be great. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.